0: No Thanksgiving Day, like, um, you know, I did the sous vide turkey and everything like that. My mom's like, Joey, I, I bought mayonnaise and I bought um, stuffing mix and now I can't find it. And I was like, and I looked, I looked. She had torn apart her pantry. She had torn apart the refrigerator. And I looked to and I, there was nothing there, Mike. And then I said, did did Dad look in the car? Sure. Can I go, can I, I said, if mayonnaise isn't opened yet, it's fine you know, mm-hmm. and the stuffing is just like dried bread in a box, you know. That's yeah. what my mom, my mom used like that Mrs. Cubison's. I don't like, know that, but it, I know yeah. Stovetop really yeah. well. So, she goes, he did, Joey, he did, he couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So today, I'm just hanging out, she calls me, and she goes, well, you'll never guess what I found today. <laughs> and I was like, what? Where was it? No, 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 no. She goes, the mayonnaise was in the the pan- we have a pantry in the garage, too. The mayonnaise was in the pantry in the house, and the Mrs. Cubbison's was in the pantry in the garage, like just sitting there, Joey. And I go, mm, where was Dad? She went. He went golfing early in the morning. And I go, Mom, Dad totally didn't look in the car and found those in the car uh-huh. and then put them in. And she goes, Joey, he wouldn't do that. I think it's a ghost. and i go wait before she believes that your dad just didn't look she's Mm -hmm. gonna believe it's a ghost (laughs) yeah she goes joey that doesn't make any sense why would he say that no you just don't want to believe that it's a ghost
1: well happy thanksgiving yeah (laughs) um hey joey uh hi joey hello and hello to everyone listening we, have, we haven't started this thing yet. My name's Mike, that's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up.
0: Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week. It is what we have done for how many episodes now? 200. This is our 200th episode right 200 now. 200 episodes. We've, that means, Mike, 200 weeks
1: in a row uh-huh. <laughs> without fail.
0: <laughs> We have never yeah. missed
1: a week. Um, yeah, believe it or not. And we have a, a special kind of recap coming up on the next episode. Uh, but you're going to have to wait a little bit because we're not putting that one out till January of 2018. So yeah. uh, sit tight. We're going to take a couple weeks off. We're going to let some folks listen to a few episodes. And then we're going to put together something that we think will be fun for number 201.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll I, I feel it should be outside of like 201 should be a regular episode. This is just like a special. Let me no number. It's numberless. That's how I feel. But Mike, the, but you but you're not you know what you're downplaying is after 200 straight weeks in a row of catching up, we deserve a break. Sure. So we for the first time we're taking a long deserved hiatus. I don't know what I'm going to say though when we come back in January. What do I say? What do you mean? Well, I won't, I won't be able to say we never miss a week.
1: Oh, because we'll finally skip one. I get it. Yeah. You're taking this joke really far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, Mike Lawson, I want you to know it's been my pleasure Yeah. to do these 200 episodes. I think today, and I could be mistaken, Mike and I just wanted to focus on us, you know. But, you know, Mike, did anything of interest happen in the past week, though?
1: Well, what's funny is I, uh, friend of the show, kind of friend of the show, friend of half uh, the show, friend of Mike, for sure. Yeah. uh, Julie Lane is, um, she's a mutual friend of ours, like mutual group. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, we used to work with her. She came to town kind of unexpectedly. She just, uh, text on like a Friday night and she was like, Hey, have dinner plans tomorrow. So, um, I had dinner plans with Steve, but. Uh, we invited Julie to join us mm-hmm. um, and we met uh in kind of in between where she was. She was staying at some family's house that lives up here um so we met up halfway and it had a good time. I think Julie and Steve are very similar people. I think you could kind of vouch for this they 're both yeah. like positive, happy, mm-hmm. easy to get along with. And so I wasn't surprised that they liked each other, but they did, and we had a good time. But what's funny, Joey, is um, you're someone, aside from me, you're someone that they both have met and know, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So your your name came up. Um, yeah. And well, so... Steve no longer
0: likes me. <laughs> <laughs> no. RIP um, friendship with Steve. <laughs> That's not true.
1: Um, but Steve was asking her, like what she thought of you how you know you guys interacted and stuff um and he so julie told a story which i thought was very interesting and i wanted to retell it's not my story to tell and i'll bet you a million bucks you won't remember details of it either mm-hmm. but she told um the story of the first time she met you mm-hmm. and um this was at the place where we all used to work and uh at this time uh you were Hiring people to work at that place, right, yeah. to become teachers. Now, before all of this, though, Julie, let um, rewind a little bit. She's a freshman at UCI, the school mm-hmm. where you were going, mm-hmm. and she said she used to read your column in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and she thought you were so funny. Um, compliment, 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 compliment. Yeah. yeah. She, she said all these nice things about you. Joey, I didn't know this, and I don't know if you did. She eventually started working for the newspaper and started writing just because of reading your column, it made her want to, like, join the newspaper. Isn't that very nice of her to say? That is very nice of her to say. Did I ever work with her at the newspaper? No. So, um, you were... No, you left her freshman year, you were there, and then she started working her oh, okay. sophomore year, and you were gone. And she... Um, Started working at the newspaper, whatever. Then she goes in for an interview at the Princeton Review, mm-hmm. and something weird happened with like scheduling or something. So she showed up for an interview, and you didn't know that she was supposed to be there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So someone's like, Hey, Joe, you have to interview this person. And <laughs> she well first she said she was not starstruck but she was like oh my god that's the you know the same Joe Batance that I already know about but she didn't say anything because she no. was kind of like embarrassed to know that she knew you mm-hmm. if that makes sense so then you guys most go people
0: into a, are embarrassed
1: to know me <laughs> every day <laughs> um, and so you guys go into the interview and she tells a story of how you you were just like a hundred percent uninterested in her <laughs> like, <laughs> like she said. Like, you didn't have any questions prepared or anything, but you were like, tell me something interesting about you. And so she started to kind of tell you something about herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, nah, that's not really that interesting. And you just kept interrupting her, telling, asking her to say something more interesting until she finally said that she uh, sings. And that's one of her hobbies is singing. Mm-hmm. So you asked her to sing some show tune. I don't know. I don't remember what show tune. Does any of this ring a bell to you, by the way?
0: Well, uh, no, but yes. Like, no, not this particular interview, but I know why that interview went the way it did.
1: So she sang the show. T- she knew the show tune that you asked. Mm-hmm. She sang it. And then you're like, all right, come back at this time and teach mm-hmm. something non academic. So she got a second interview mm-hmm. in a few minutes after she sang a song. Um, and so that was her first impression of you. Uh, meeting you and I thought that was kind of a, a nice story and also you're you're probably an asshole interviewer it sounds like <laughs> no
0: so what happened was uh when I was hiring people for that company I, in, I instituted a three uh part interview but the only part that really mattered was part two okay and because what happened so the way you used to get hired at this company was that you had to teach something non-academic for five minutes and historically, what was happening to – at these interviews before I came in and did this – but I don't think anyone took it up after me, though. It's something only I did. What happened typically after me was well, – I'm sorry. Before I got there, well, what would happen typically is people would not understand the instructions for the interview. And so you'd constantly have people say, oh, I was supposed to teach something non-academic for five minutes or I didn't know this or blah, blah, blah. You know, because they'd call on the phone and they'd get these – instructions rambled off to them. Mm-hmm. Or you'd get actual crazy people that you were say, how did they even make it into this part of the interview? You know? So I had a first interview where I sort of weeded out the obvious crazies, but it also gave me a chance to personally explain to them, here's how the second interview goes. Also, people at the office wanted, a lot of them wanted to watch those uh, interviews, the one where they talked to something non-academic for five minutes, but it was difficult to get that to happen during a working day. So we would schedule it for either in the evening or on the weekends. So it also if we congregated everybody into one big interview for the second interview, people from the office could go. Does that make sense? And sure. so with Julie's interview, the first interview was like, so what happened, it's actually a compliment to Julie, Is that I met her. She seemed normal, right? And I was clearly, and I didn't know she was going to be there, right? And it it, it was probably a scheduling problem on my end. And so I have to get back to work. I'm super busy, but I'm like, okay, she's a normal person. Uh, I need, so I'm going to coach her now on how to do the second interview, but I need her to give me what she's going to teach. So then she, so I'm, so I'm, I'm probably being a dick, but I'm like, okay, nope, boring, boring, boring. Perfect. Seeing, at the interview, I want you to teach us how to sing for five minutes. Does that make sense? So I'm actually giving her advice how to score well in that second interview. And then the third interview was only like – only we only brought people back for the third interview who were going to make it. And then we were having them sign the, the legal paperwork. So there you go. So, yeah. So Julie's story she wasn't sense.
1: sure. She wasn't sure if you liked her or not in the beginning. She She didn't know if she was going to have a job or not. But Which is she, good. She did. For an interview. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, yeah, well, at, at, I, look, here's a deal between me and you. I probably knew she had the gig because the second interview is like, as long as you were not like a crazy person, you could competently string. Like, Mike, you did the same interview mm-hmm. for me. Mm, no, oh, no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> You're right. Well, that's going to come up right now. That's going to come up. Oh. So, uh, oh, interesting. And then how what so what were Steve's thoughts on Julianne Laney's?
1: They liked each other. They, well, I am assume Julie said she liked him when we were there. Well, but no, come on.
0: Steve is like meant for Julie and Linus.
1: I, but Steve, I have another friend <laughs> who's not going to be named who Steve cannot stand to be around. So he's like, you know, if you're going out with her, I'm going to just stay back. And so he. Why? Steve I doesn't think, like uh, mini golf? It's not that friend. You're wrong. <laughs> but he, he it, it really isn't. But he, uh, I think he would tell me if he was, like, uh, annoyed by or didn't enjoy the conversation in the dinner, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Did did Julie get to see Steve walk super fast in front of her?
1: No, we didn't walk that far. We just kind of went to dinner. We did walk around a bookstore a little bit, but no.
0: Was she like, is Steve trying to get steps in? And you're like, no, why? She goes, I've never seen anyone dash around a bookstore like that.
1: Yeah, he he does walk fast, but it's usually when he has somewhere to go. He can stroll slow. God, I remember when we went to the, we were going to that? It was a good burger place too. Where was it again? What's it called? I don't remember. It was in the Mission. Mm, no, was it, it was near the Tenderloin. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh, you're right. It was in the Tenderloin because that's when we had all those crazy homeless people. Yeah,
1: and, and remember the one lady who thought that I was Steve's dad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is wrong on so many levels, like so many levels.
1: Yeah, we got to the point though where I had to tell Steve he had to stop reminding me of that lady because <laughs> he brings it up all. He would bring it up all the time.
0: <laughs> so, um, last week, did we close the book on Julianne Lanus? Yeah, we did.
1: Oh, she did also say, though, she doesn't listen to this enough, um, but she might start, so she might be listening now. Hey, Julie, if you are. uh, But she was telling me about um, uh, just kind of why she doesn't listen, and she said she just prefers to hear the stories in person. And I was like, but wait, Joe's not in the stories then.
0: (laughs) Well, look, you have your answer right there. So, um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, so last uh week the day we recorded actually last week, um, I get a call from Eric Vera from Stir Online yeah. and also the rundown of RuPaul's drag race. And he and I were supposed to be uh interview remember there was that whole story about the confusion and and uh
1: And by the way, I'm a hundred percent on his Well side. that'll come up. That'll, come up that'll come up. I know that's gonna
0: come up. Okay, so good. he goes, Can you actually do the interview tonight? And that would actually be porked out perfectly, right? Good. Good. But I will tell you though Ugh! Trying to get him to pin down a location was awful. Didn't I actually send you a screenshot of that? Because we just talked about it. Yeah. And I was just like, "Where do you? Where are you going to be? Well, I am not there." And I was like, <clears throat> "Right." Mm-hmm. So finally, we get a location, and uh, it's actually like my brother has an office, you know. And okay. it was in this in this big office building, and so we uh, we we agreed to meet there, you know, in the evening. I show up. First thing he says is, you don't really read your text messages very carefully, do you? (laughs) Now, Mike Lawson, what do you want to add to that?
1: Well, I agree with him now. In the past week, Joey, there's been multiple, multiple times. Like, once I sent a message asking for this one MP3 file, and you responded back with, like, all the stuff about, a different mp3 file that you you clearly didn't read what i said and then just today or yesterday well for i sent you like um our, our website now is at catchinguppodcast.com and i sent you that url and you i don't know like a couple days go by and then you're like yeah but what's the website address i'm like fucking scroll back a little bit find it jesus so i agree with him You don't read your text.
0: Well, no, on the second one, on the second one, it's like, well, I, I, we had the same podcast, website name for like four years or something like that. Like just, I'm doing, I think I was looking something up at the, you all, you needed me to look at something. And so I was just like, oh, it's easier if you just send me the web address than having to scroll all the way back to go find.
1: Well, it's easier for you.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, the web address though.
1: So you, instead of you scrolling, I should have to just tell it to you every time you need it? Not every like at time. That, point, at a certain point, Joe, you need to know this web address.
0: No, you're right. But it's at not that moment, to tell you every at time. that moment, you
1: that. if you want me, okay, final episode,
0: everybody. Now, at that moment, <laughs> if you want me to look at the, I'm like, oh, it's like right now, could you look at this? I was like, okay, can you shoot me?
1: Nope, nope, nope. You wanted to look at something. I didn't tell you to go look at it. You wanted to look at it. And so you were asking for the web address. Wait, that's not true. You were
0: asking me to look at something there. Did you check this out or something? Nope. And, well, I still don't <laughs> see why it's a big deal just to write the web address to me.
1: Well, I don't see why it's a big deal to just scroll back and do look at something that I've already given you. Okay. Well,
0: we can agree to disagree. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so then we start – but here's the deal. Like, I guess with the office where my brother is is like – um. Like, it has, like, a big open area, all right? Like, a big, like, I guess, like, an atrium, I would say. And I don't have a key to my brother's office. I had a way of getting inside, but I don't have a key to my brother's office. So, um, I don't want to bug my brother, like, on a Friday night, you know, for Does the he key. Does know
1: you're using it? Yeah, yeah, this he space? knew.
0: He knew. So, okay. I. So wait. I actually have a key to my brother's office now. Uh, we were in process of getting me a key. You know, the, the company, the building had to make me a key, but I didn't have it yet. Gotcha. At the time. So, but I had access to the building. I had the building key, so to speak, but not his office key. So, we were there and they were having like some sort of weird white people's birthday party. And they, the reason I mentioned white people, it was like you would never, we, I think we even laugh about this on the show. It was like a normal birthday party, right? It was all in this big atrium and people are like there's music playing, people talking and, and I asked Eric, is it okay if we do the interview? I mean, there's no other way for it to do the interview. He's like, No, it's fine, background noise is fine. And then like at 8 30, like Mike on the dot, it's like party, and then within like two minutes, within like two minutes, it, the party was gone. They they disappeared like it was like it was like a, like the Cinderella, like the the clock struck midnight, and then it was like Phew. they just vanished. It was mm-hmm. the, like, the music was off, lights off, tables back where they were, chairs where they were, and they were all, no, you know, like, something when a uh, party ends and there's
1: stragglers?
0: Mm-hmm. No, it was like if someone said, like, okay, cut, and then they just all left.
1: I wonder, were they on the clock? That sounds like the type of thing that...
0: Oh, yeah, like, maybe like, with, like, a company what party? What I mean.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's like, like maybe
0: state 8.30. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It kind of felt like that. Like it was like some sort of like weird part like that. Anyway, so I'm gonna tell you something. I'll let you guys know when this interview comes out. But I think I even called Mike afterwards. And was like, hey, this interview was like really, really like intre- Like I have to give Eric credit. By the way, I told Eric I go, like, listen, when you hear catching up, you're gonna hear me talk all this mad shit on you. And he was like laughing, he was looking forward to it. So, I, don't, I, don't, I haven't heard from him since, though, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing it. I've been keeping an eye on their feed to see when it comes out.
0: Uh, okay, so the interview is going to come out, but we spoke for over two hours, and a lot of it was, you know, it was sort of interesting, I think I shared this with you, was it was interesting that he's a fan of Catching Up, he's a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap, so it was, it wasn't like Grants Rants, you know? Yeah. It was like where Grant has no idea—not that I anybody—but he's just—I'm just, I'm just a, a, a stranger who just walked into his house. Yeah.
1: Well, Grant's rants, he was like, "So, what do you think about Katy Perry's divorce? Like, it <laughs> wasn't right, about
0: yeah, let's talk about Katy. You know what? You know what? Katy Perry's divorce would be more interesting. It was like, <laughs> what do you think of this new song from Katy Perry? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What? I don't know. Right. But no, but Eric actually had very interesting, provocative questions about podcasting, about catching up, about you. Um, but what's funny is one of the things that came up that's just in the 200 episodes that we've recorded has never come up, but was very interested in how you and I met and sort of also like the evolution of the podcast. And so I'm going to say some things here. Sure. and um. And I'm going to say, actually, I need to tell you because you're going to hear this episode. I mean, nothing bad. It's nothing bad. It's just, I realized I spoke for you and I shouldn't have. Now, what's funny is uh, Taylor the Latte Boy and I recently recorded uh, an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, a private episode of RuPaul's Drag Race recap uh, last week for a person who had donated an amount of money that entitled her to this private episode, right? Where it's just he and, and Taylor and I are just talking about topics that she supplied us, one of them being this same topic. And so I found myself talking about it multiple times last week, A, but on the one way I wrote, recorded with Taylor, I corrected myself when I feel like I spoke too soon on a on, uh, rundown at RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm sorry, on stir online, stir on the road. So here's how I'll say, this is how I remember it, okay? Okay. So I said that, we met on Planet Out, which was a website what? that yeah, <laughs>
1: okay, already, I don't remember it the same way. Go on though,
0: I remember that I saw your profile on planet out planet out. I don't even know what that is it was an a o l like run website, but for like okay, gay people on. it was like almost like a weird it wasn't like myspace it was like a o l but for gay people, I guess. Okay. Right? And then you were in Brea and I was close by. And then I said on there. Now here's the here's a difference uh, between Stir Online and the episode that Taylor and I recorded for Sarah U. Is on Stir Online I said it, it was like almost like an afterthought, but I said like I was kind of get to the point where we where we started the podcast. But um, I said, yeah, so you know, Mike and I met, and I go. It was one of these things where for like – now, this is on Stir on the Road. I said it was one of these things where like literally a hot second, like I go like one phone call, uh, we were both into each other kind of, right? And then like it dissipated like in one phone call, right? Sure. On both ends. On the on – the, Sarah, you, when I said like, well, I can only send on my end. I can't speak for Mike's end. Sure. Right? So – uh but th- that was the only difference but and then like that's literally the only attention we paid to it cuz that's true i think you and i became friends very very quickly yeah yeah um uh and it really was probably like 10 seconds of that and uh and so but now how do you, where do you remember us running into
1: i don't other? remember i remember we interacted a lot on AOL yeah 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 but um, i just assume that we like crossed paths somewhere there I maybe we did maybe the planet out doesn't even sound familiar to me but we're talking a long time ago so yeah there's a 100% chance that I just don't remember that
0: it could be a thing too where I just associate planet out with it I could be misremembering it and then um and then going, going forward, I was saying like, and then we were friends and actually on, we went more in detail on the Sarah U episode, but I was telling them, I can't remember why, but I was Sarah saying. Sarah
1: U is, is that her f- name? Sarah U? Yeah. Oh, okay. On the Sarah it, Yu. For episode. some reason when you're saying, cause it's about drag and everything, I was thinking like drag you. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. I thought it was like a cute name you made and then, yeah. I don't know. Sarah Yu. Well, I, I will
0: it. tell you, Sarah Yu is a big fan of catching up and Drew Eggers so we captured. Oh good. She's probably thrilled that you're even mentioning her name. She had all these questions <laughs> about you. So one of these um things that we were talking about is I was saying that, you know, like when you and we you and I don't really talk about it this much. But when you were specifically when you were living in Garden Grove, I was actually mm-hmm. telling Taylor on that episode, I was like, Mike and I used to see each other all the time. Yeah, like constantly,
1: like well. So I would go to work, and I had a shit job, mm-hmm. and you would, for a while, have a reason to just come in and like sort of work. So you would hang out a lot, and we would see each other a lot then. Yeah, but then you stopped coming. Yeah, as often. So then you would be like working in my area, and you would stop oh, by to like right. instead of sitting in traffic, you would just come sit on my couch. Sometimes we would just sit and, like, not even talk, just, like, watch TV or something.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, Mike had this one roommate, Cindy. Yeah. And they were the constants in this apartment. But there was always, like, a third roommate who was constantly cycling through. <laughs> and the, it was almost like a sitcom. Remember? No one remembers this. But on the, on the sitcom Murphy Brown, like, every episode you'd have a different receptionist. Uh-huh. And there was always something wrong with that, that person. Yeah. yeah, no one knows that. Uh, pe- Murphy Brown, Candace Bergen doesn't know that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was kind of like on your on in your apartment. There was this third roommate. That would always be something weird about the third roommate. That well, you and for I would the then longest make
1: fun of. time. For the longest time, it was Carly though. Like that. That was a solid three. And she would. She was the liar. The like famous uh, liar that I lived with. Yeah. And then when she left, then it became the cycle of just weirdos. I
0: just remember being so amused by Carly to the (laughs) point where you had to like have a talk with me about how I needed to stop like prodding her.
1: Yeah. And it, cause it got to, it got, it's hard to say this without like feeling stupid myself, but like it got too close to exposing her (laughs) as a liar. And I feel like now as a, a fully formed adult that, would it be that would be okay she shouldn't be lying but as a person kind of living with someone that's so volatile i like relied on her being kind of you know sane enough or with it enough to kind of keep going i needed her to pay her rent i needed her to stay there i needed
0: well i never saw her lose it she was always fairly calm when i was around her yeah um but it was but again I know there were a ton of them, and I would constantly be fun of them, but my favorite was, like, she was literally packing
1: boxes of beef jerky. <laughs> for her boyfriend in Iraq or something. Yeah,
0: for her boyfriend yeah. in Iraq. Oh, but remember, there was one time, was now, this happens to me sometimes, and so it could be that I'm remembering your stories if it happened to me, yeah. but I remember being at your place and her coming back really upset. You were there, a, yeah. Oh, yeah, from a date. Yeah, you were there.
1: And because <laughs> she, she met a guy online yeah. and she, I mean, we're like 21 year olds and she's using a photo I took of her, our junior year of high school yeah. and um, she had changed in those few years. Mm-hmm. And so she met a guy. I feel like we maybe even told this story on this podcast before Joey. We're getting into reruns on this episode 200. It's okay. We're it's a retrospective. People just, old people that just retell stories over and over again um what else do you have anything else you wanted to tell on this very special 200th episode no no i would you
0: know uh mike and i were talking earlier and i don't know if this will trigger anything with mike but like i was thinking back on the 200 episodes and because and, you know on the next one we're going to interview people about their i don't know if it's their favorites but their reports you know on the past 100 episodes that we've recorded yeah and um but I was thinking about the ones that stick out to me. You know what's one that always sticks out to me, nah, it sticks out to me just because like Taylor always talks about this episode. But the episode when I went to uh, see the Wizard of Oz with my cousin Richard. Yeah. And I started crying during the story. It's mm-hmm. in the epi- it's in the late 20s somewhere, like episode 27 or episode 28 or something like that. Yeah. Because that's when Taylor stopped hating me. And Taylor and I were talking about this recently, and he he mentioned something that I forgot because we were we were on that Sarah U episode. He was saying that he used to not like me because you would tell a story, and I would say you are the worst fucking gay guy ever. Sure, and that would infuriate him. It would yeah. get him so, so
1: angry. But listen to this though, Joey. Like. I feel like if I told a story similar to one of those that we were telling early on right now, episode 200, and you said to me, Mike, you're the worst fucking gay guy, I think Taylor would be – and many of our listeners would be much more open to that joke because they now understand kind of the friendship we have and that – uh, you don't actually believe that I'm the worst fucking gay guy that, that it's coming from the place that it's coming from which early early on I think it was harder for people to kind of understand where some of your jokes were coming from so well
0: you know you're being generous because I do feel it you know people not always it's not unusual for people that I know who want to start a podcast come to me for some sort of advice you know <laughs> and oh uh, <Our> father <laughs> One of the pieces of advice I give them is like, look, just do your show because whatever your show is like at episode one, I don't care what show you're doing, it's gonna be, it's gonna change and it'll become its own thing, you know. And I feel, I feel it took, I don't have to guess. I mean, uh, but I think maybe around that episode, maybe no, maybe even later. I think like fifty, sixty episodes for for me at least to finally be comfortable being Joe. I think for the first. 30 to 50 episodes, I was, like, a an extreme version of who I am. I was sure. very aware of myself and, like, trying yeah. to be, like, this personality. Does that make same. sense?
1: Yeah, same, same, same.
0: Yeah, and it took a while for us to get comfortable to where it – it. I think – you know what's so funny is, you know, you and I used to do these shows, and I feel I – have I haven't gone back to listen in a long time, but, like, it felt very – Like, we were putting on a show. Does that make sense? Whereas, I think now, it really does feel like a conversation between the two of us. Sure.
1: I agree with you. Um, And while we're on the topic, uh, you can check out our full episode archive at catchinguppodcast.com. It's a new website URL, uh, but it's all built out. All of the episodes are there. uh, Catchinguppodcast.com.
0: I saw it, Mike. I don't know if you know this. You sent me the web address. Yeah. And it looks... Pretty snazzy,
1: I'm gonna tell you. Hey, oh, and that reminds me. And um, I probably should bring this up later when we're not recording. But um I wrote like a little bio of myself and us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could you write one for you? Sure
0: can, Mike Lawson. I will write a bio for me. Thanks. Now, you know, I, I never bring news stories, but I do want to talk about a news story. I don't have it in front of me though. Okay. Do you know about this Ray Allen basketball guy story? Uh, no. Do you know who he is? I, don't, I didn't know who he was, no. by the way. No. I'm not like someone like, oh, I'm a butch gay guy here. No, 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 no. I'm going to go the story. Okay. So there's this basketball player named Ray Allen. Okay. Catfished? Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the weird thing. I don't think he was catfished. Read the story. Okay. I think he's on the DL. So he says
1: he was catfished yes. by this dude. That's Yeah. Him. Okay.
0: Because here's what happens. The dude files, goes to court, and files a restraining order against Ray Allen, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Not only, only when the guy does that does then Ray Allen say like, "No, this guy was catfishing me," and the guy's like, mm. "And if you read his responses, I'm not saying that that's necessary because of what it's like a he said he said kind of thing, but like if you read the guy who filed the complaint, his response, it sounds very. Professional and very, not like, and also I think Walter Cronkite is my uncle. You know, it's like, it sounds very like, mm, you know, Mr. Allen and I were in a relationship and I think, you know, he doesn't want to admit that. And I think this will come out in court, you know, and blah, blah, blah. It, it sounds like, oh shit. I think yeah. he, it sounds like Ray Allen is trying to cover his tracks for yeah. being on the DL.
1: He's married too to a woman, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Cuz now they're disparaging this guy and saying like, "Oh
1: no, 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 he's just
0: some gay guy who was like catfishing him and but like as multiple women." Like,
1: how many times are you falling for this? Yeah. I don't I don't know. It is, I don't know. That's I, an interesting story. I just heard about you just um made me look it up for the first time. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't I don't know. I guess I would get that kind of news from Facebook. I was trying to one- decide where I would even hear such news like well, that. Well, I just stumbled across it, and, and, and I don't
0: remember how I stumbled across it, but I was like, huh, that's weird. Like, there's all these news stories that I'm just stumbling across. Did you see the one that is more visual, the one with the different kid? I posted it on Twitter today. In the commercial? No. Okay, so there's a, some commercial with Shaquille O'Neal. If you go to my Twitter, you'll see it. It's super short. It's like under 10 seconds. Yeah. And there's... One shot, and as a kid, they're like, "Hey, Shaq, how big are you?" or something dumb like that. And then they change shots, and it's—I okay. say it's a different kid. I mean, Mike's going to look at right now. If you go to my Twitter at Joe Batance, J O E B E T A N C E, you can see what I'm talking about. But um, and so the argument is: Is it a different kid or is it the same kid but a different? I think angle? it's
1: the same kid. I think what it is is um, the different angle. But the the hair is different. Yeah, I think that's lighting, though. I feel like his hair looks dark, and then with the light on it that way, it looks like he has highlights.
0: I will say in the first angle, he's in a profile, and the other one, he's, like, straight on. So maybe he's one of these people that has his profile looks different from what he does for straight on.
1: Yeah, I think it's the same kid. I think it's the same kid. Why not? Some people are calling this the new golden blue dress. Now I'm looking at all your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to get away from this. Okay. Um, where are we at? What are we doing? I just you know, told her.
0: There was a casual news story just dropped because we're going to be gone for oh, a while. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure there'll be – by the time we come back for episode 201, there will be a development in this case. Don't you think?
1: In the Shaq commercial case? In the Shaq commercial case and the Ray Allen case. Oh sure. What do you think? Do you, who do you think our president will be when we come back?
0: God, I, I, you know, you're saying that as a joke, but I'm really hoping. Yeah, it, it I don't think it's,
1: justice doesn't move fast. I feel like it's not going to be. Oh oh oh, a fast oh, oh,
0: oh! I don't know if it's a Mueller thing. It's more like I just like you know Donald Trump eats like shit.
1: Like, oh, you think he'll die? Yeah, that'd be so. Stop! You can't. You're not allowed to say it. You could think it, but you can't say it. Um, we'll see.
0: There was this article, John Arts, get your fucking typewriter ready. There was this article (laughs) in the New Yorker, right?
1: Yeah.
0: That was talking about how, like, slow down liberals, you know, everyone, liberals are saying, like, they would love for Mike Pence to be president, right? But here's all the awful reasons why you don't want Mike Pence to be, Mike Pence to be president, right? And I hear it and I see it. I'm like, okay, whatever, right? But then, um... Trump was in China, I think, when they had the funeral for the, um, you know, the church that got shot up by the guy. Yeah. And so on NPR, I listened to Mike Pence uh, speaking at the funeral for these people, you know. And I'm going to tell you something. I was like, at a certain point, you know, we ask often for people to think of the greater good of the country. And in this case, I was listening to Mike Pence speak, and it was just... Mike Lawson. It was so refreshing, like just how normal it could be. Yeah, like he didn't bring up politics. He focused on the people that were dead. Yeah. He didn't focus on himself, and it felt I, you know, he didn't dare talk I about say, Hillary. Yeah, didn't talk about <laughs> Hillary or how he wonderful he is. Dare I say he sounded presidential? Sure. And I was like, yes, I know we'll lose a lot of ground legislative wise, you know, legislatively. Sure. But God, it would be really but good. It to would feel be
1: someone who like was actually thinking of legislating and like leading and you yeah. can fight that normally right yeah yeah, the, yeah let's have that battle unpredictable yeah. craziness not not getting in fights with lavar ball <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> did you hear him on um it was don Lemon's show but the other whoever was filling him for him did you hear that interview no oh it was crazy it was ridiculous um i i was sick to my stomach just listening to it well lavar ball is a crazy it. person he's a yeah, crazy 100%. person
0: but then why is trump engaging with him yeah <laughs> the president of the united states engaging with a crazy person
1: it's all crazy um so what do, what do we do now
0: I don't know, the, guys. This was just like a. I mean, do you have any other personal stories, any news story? You don't have any news stories. I told you this is going to be. just Well, October. I do
1: have Joey. This yeah. one. This is kind of a weird story. So I don't believe in like, um, God. Yeah. Or like the the planet or things. Do You believe in the eat... devil? No, I believe in. There's good and there's bad, but I don't mm-hmm. think that it's like. A, a, a like a red devil. guy
0: With like a pitchfork Yeah Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Um and, and that gets deep Quick But That's that's just kind of where I am I don't believe in ghosts I don't believe in any Of that kind of thing
0: hmm Well you so, don't talk to Betty Batant Because according Ghosts You know you have a ghost Who can like Cross dimensions Right <laughs> And the only thing This ghost wants to do Is hide her mayonnaise And Mrs. <laughs> Cubison's uh, uh, It's a sign. Stuffing mix Yeah Yeah the ghost of weird, Thanksgiving.
1: Speaking of Betty, though, I used to have this aunt named Betty. Okay, mm-hmm. she was um, my grandmother's mother's sister, so my great aunt actually. Sure. And I've told her what some will call a lie story about her before. Um, I just really she she was a good aunt. I liked her. We kind of lost touch as like my family started spreading apart, and she passed away a f- handful of years ago. Hmm. Um. So. Uh, I was at work, and I don't want to get too much into the work part of it, but there was a woman who I was trying to help who made a mistake, a large mistake. Um, she was trying to bring her entire family for a special um, uh, night at the theater, and it, she, her mistake was like... She bought tickets to If Then? So it was going to be like a couple of grand that she would be out because of her, her mistake, uh-huh, right? Yeah. So... When I was talking to her, she kind of reminded me of my Aunt Betty a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I should tell you that growing up, my Aunt Betty, like, just was kind of into music, was just kind of quirkier, yeah. just kind of, um, just nice. Mm-hmm. She she also had this weird nun collection. She used to collect these <gasps> Oh, is that like, where you got ones. that from? No, it's unrelated, but she used to collect, there were, it was like this bur this one designer used to make these like porcelain nuts. And so hers were like fancy and very expensive. Mm -hmm. And that, so that was the one connection. She also collected butterflies on everything, right? Um, Like jewelry all around her house, everything, butterfly, butterfly, butterfly. It was just a a thing she had. So uh, cut to uh, last week, I'm helping this lady at work. Um, I ended up helping her not, basically lose a couple grand mm-hmm. and all her family's happy and all is right in the world right mm-hmm. so she uh goes to the theater and um i get a call that there's something downstairs for me so when i go and get it oh during that conversation she also talked about flowers a lot she was a flower she like enjoys flowers this lady so she brought me like a orchid Like a nice little orchid. It's a small little orchid, right? Yeah. And she left just because I helped her. I didn't even get to meet her because I went into the show. Mm -hmm. But in the orchid, Joey, there's this fake butterfly like tied to it. And here all the time I was like kind of going out of my way to be helpful to her because she reminded my Aunt Betty who collects butterflies or collected butterflies. Isn't that weird and coincidental?
0: That is really weird. And by the way, the show she went to go see... Nonsense. And now you know the
1: rest of the story.
0: That's what all, show, though. What I show did she go say. see?
1: Uh, Aladdin is what we... Disney's Aladdin is what's playing here right now. You know what's so funny? How, how is it, by the way? Eh, it's okay. Oh,
0: really? Does the carpet fly and everything? It does, yeah. Okay, okay. Mike, now, this is going to be very unique. People who live in Southern California or who happen to visit Disneyland in Southern California and go to the Aladdin show. But I loved... The Aladdin show that used to be a California adventure. Loved it. Sure. Every time I went, I used to go because it was like Yeah. And when you would just walk in, it was like what thirty minutes? It was a very that wasn't very long at all. And actually I feel it was sort of close to Broadway ish quality.
1: Yeah. You know, like Well, everything they do at that theater is pretty right? Yeah. It's like Broadway style Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean,
0: they didn't have an orchestra But they had really good music tracks That people were obviously actors They could sing and, and whatnot it Had really good effects The carpet would fly and everything Is it better than that show?
1: I never saw that, Joey Oh, you never saw the one that was California Adventure? That I feel like the Hyperion Isn't that yeah, what it's called? That the theater Hyperion. didn't open when the park did I feel like it opened later Because I don't I feel like that show wasn't there when I was Or wasn't it like a Muppet, something Muppet related No, 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 Muppet, the
0: Muppet was there, no, it's it's in a different theater, because a friend of the show, Amdella Pena, his brother worked at the Muppet one.
1: Oh. Well, I, I've never seen it. Hmm, okay, so then you can't judge that. I do know, I know it's different though, because I've seen clips of that on YouTube, and there's like a human inside of a flying carpet.
0: Oh, really? They do like Beauty and the Beast. Oh. I no, mean, isn't that how Beauty and the Beast is? that's so that's what the point I'm getting at, and I know I'm gonna get in big fucking trouble right now, right?
1: What? Well, yeah.
0: So I'm gonna tell you this. No way I'm getting full. Well, I'm. I'm Mike. I know what I'm doing. I'm making a conscious choice here. I know what I'm doing. I'm. And I have to apologize to you in advance. Okay. So there's like a, a Mexican theater that in East L.A., and they did Aladdin. So they usually put on, like, really thought-provoking, like, (laughs) this is so funny how theater works like this, and I think you would know this doing what you do now, too. It was like, the theater really focuses on, like, plays about gentrification, or about, like, homosexuality in the Mexican community, and stuff like that, right? But none of those shows make money. But then, like, a year ago, they did Aladdin, and it fucking just put them in the black for the year, right? Right. And so... This year, they're they're in rehearsals right now for Beauty and the Beast. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it's going to be like. The Aladdin looks so chintzy because it's, it's not a wealthy theater. You know what I'm saying? You're seeing a very professional touring production put on by Disney of Aladdin, correct? Imagine this is a Disney yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like a local community theater putting on Aladdin, right? And then they're going to put on Beauty and the Beast. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, what is that Beauty and the Beast going to look like, right? Then I saw this Joey Boohecker, that theater he's with in Buffalo. Yeah. They put one I'm like, did you see the pictures from this play?
1: No. It looked horrible. It looked. Why are you being mean, Joe? <laughs> like Why costumes- are you taking the time that we're putting? Like, we only are going to put an hour worth of time, and you're going to spend some of that hour shitting on people. <laughs> The, these costumes—that makes you feel good. <laughs> they would have had. They should have just got
0: a real candle and drew a face on it. That would have looked better than what I
1: was. <laughs> what do you got going on in the next month until we catch up again in January?
0: By the way, did you see why? So Boo. So the reason I apologize to Mike is now Boo Hacker is going to message me and you. Hey, asshole.
1: When he came at it this last time, so he mentioned something about um, Betsy Carmichael. Betsy Carmichael is, a,
0: is his, like, female alter
1: ego, yes. Um, and he does a one-woman show about mm-hmm. bingo with her. Yeah. And he mentioned something about her, and I retweeted it from the Catching Up podcast Twitter account. Yeah. And then he text messaged us, and he was like, okay, listen up, fuckers. <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> And so I thought he was coming at us because I retweeted something he tweeted, but he actually was tweeting because you mentioned the theater company and uh, he wanted to make sure you didn't go unprofessional because it was you were fucking with his career, which I think is fair.
0: <laughs> he wrote on there, like in the character of Betsy Carmichael, like, Hello, dears. B- I'm pleased to be making my big return to Buffalo. And I was like, Don't you have to leave Buffalo to return there? <laughs>
1: that's so bad and he was like and he well you included because you included the theater company that was well, like I just, resp- I just replied to, I just replied to yeah. his tweet so
0: then he responded you know he responded in character yeah he was like oh dear we've been all over the place like Dubuque Terry Hout, Indiana <laughs> Poughkeepsie Schenectady and all around the world
1: Up. You're so you're awful. <laughs> what do you got going on, Joey? Let's go. what What's next for you before we catch up with you again in January?
0: Okay, next for me. Well, we obviously have Christmas. Um, other than that, you know, I just have like a bunch of projects I need to work on. But other than that, there's nothing terribly exciting going on between now and the holidays. I'm I'm looking forward you know, we're also gonna be in January we also celebrate our five year anniversary, Mike, of doing the show. Wow. And so uh
1: it's but gonna wait, be the that f- math yeah. doesn't add up. What? <laughs> that math doesn't add up. What are you talking about? Two hundred episodes. Yeah. One episode every single week. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't well, be January.
0: Early on we early on we didn't do it every week. Oh okay. I wanna get you know, a little secret. Um, all right. Well, um, wait, hold on. The math should be, hold on. 52 weeks. Yeah. We're like, we're like a year behind.
1: (laughs) Um, for Christmas, Joey, I'm going to go to Phoenix and see my fam. Oh, you are actually going to go. We're going to do, we're doing like a grand Canyon trip. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. It should be good. And so I'll catch you up on that when we catch up again. Now, are we just not going to talk till January? Like what? What happens? No, come on, Mike. You know that you and I chat. I we feel like you st- don't call me as much because you're like saving stories. So if you have a good, juicy one, I don't hear from you because you're afraid you're going to tell me.
0: That might be a little bit true, but I do. I do call you, some, but th- often you and Taylor the Latte Boy have the same reaction when I call, where it's just like,
1: <sighs> "That's what? not true." That's not true. Sometimes you do call though, and I can't tell if you have something you want to say. Why? Because you call and you're like, you'll call and you're like, um, hey, uh, what's uh, um, oh, I wanted to tell you, um, yesterday. Oh, don't forget to remind me to tell you about what my brother. Oh, and like you, you kind of just like call I know, and I can't get you I know, to like I know I have trouble focusing. Out.
0: That's why like there was a time and people thought it was dumb, but people there was a time when I would carry a notepad with me and a pen. Mm-hmm. And they would be talking and I would start writing and they're you writing down what I'm saying? I'm like no, I'm writing down what I have to talk to you about that you brought up because I'll forget. And then I start I think, filing stories or I interrupt them because I know I'll forget yeah. and so like I maybe I'll bring that back. where I just carry a notepad with me. And I write down as you're talking, so I don't forget what I have to talk to you about.
1: I think that's a good idea. One of my old uh, coworkers did something that I felt when she did it. It felt so respectful and like made me feel really good. Is she would often like interrupt and get excited about ideas, but she would always say like, "Hey, uh, you were saying this when I interrupted you. Do you want to finish that?" Uh, and like yeah. she was really good at like remembering that, like, thoughts got interrupted, and I remember that being, like, so good for conversation, because, like, I don't know, I just never felt like I had to remember if I got caught off, up. Cut off, well,
0: cut, maybe, I'll, cut, maybe I'll write that off. down on my notepad, but let me tell you this. <laughs> I remember I read an article about people who interrupt too much, and I know I can interrupt. And they were like, okay, here's what you do. Wait till the person finishes talking, then you count to two, and then you start your sentence. And so I was, I was practicing this on Chris and Mercedes. And... They, they couldn't take it after, like, ten minutes. They're like, please, stop doing that. Because I would, like, I would, they would finish a sentence and I would go, okay, and then, <laughs> like, it wasn't natural.
1: Yeah, I can see how it would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Joey, it was nice catching up with you. We're done?
0: Go to hell, Mike.
1: Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean um uh um 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 uh, um uh, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer
0: be afraid.